unicorns because unicorns aren't real, but uh, <laughs> they exist. They're like hummingbirds. It's just like uh, you see one, it's like this is when it's like, oh, hello, bisexual man. Would you like to? And it's like, oh, nope. oh I just wanted a conversation. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you guys, if if you like bisexual guys and you find one, you just really got to pin them down because they're all over the place because they have options. You know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is high decibels. Live music recaps in New York City and beyond. Hey, you people, you're listening to High Decibels, an NYC-based live music podcast. We check out the artists we love in New York City venues and beyond and report back to you. I'm Marlia. And I'm James, and this song is a song by Gondra White Knight, who marshaled Avant Gardner on Saturday, November 30th, and who we'll be talking about today. But before that, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and look for us on Reddit, at High Decibels Pod, for clips, pics, discussions, and more. Also, look for us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Also, again, I will remind you, as always, that uh, we offer the opportunity to uh, executive produce uh, an episode, which basically means um, you choose the artists we cover somewhere within the uh, New York City metropolitan area, ideally. Uh, within reason. I'm not going to Asbury Park. Yeah. I mean, unless you're <laughs> unless you're arranging the travel for that, too. But uh, uh, and you buy the tickets and we'll cover it. And you can uh, be a guest on the show for that if you'd like. Or at least or give you, us your thoughts that we read off. Yeah. Or you could be Skyped in or uh, whatever. You know, you don't have to at all. You just want us to cover it because it's an artist you're interested in. And um, for some reason, you want to hear our thoughts about you it. You want to hear our thoughts about it. You couldn't make it yourself. You have mad social anxiety and can't stand going to concerts or whatever, but you really liked them on your Spotify. Like, we can. That is that's a thing we can do. So just letting you know that. And if you have any interest in that, uh, as always, you can reach us at high decibels podcast at gmail dot com or slide into our DMs at high decibels pod, which we are on t- Twitter, uh, Reddit and Instagram. Instagram. Right. OK, so I know we usually introduce this with um, we check out the artists we love. Uh, this time really was me checking an artist that perhaps other people love. Sure. Okay, so Ganja White Knight is a uh, dubstep artist, and full disclosure, this isn't a genre that I am typically drawn to. Uh, for various reasons, a lot of it having to be. Well, I'll get into it, but um, yes, repetition. But there's really more to it than that. That being said. I had some pleasant surprises uh, on this particular night. So, uh, yeah. So Got I, that going for us this time. Right. So that was definitely nice. But to, uh, to kick this off. Oh, before we do, did you want to go through your top five? Because I know we talked about that. Do you want to do that at the end? Sure. We saved, we, yeah, we saved it at the end for the last time. We could time. do that because so we'll we, ta- we were talking about that in our last episode. If you listened to it, yeah. go, if you didn't go back to it, Matt and Kim episode, I forget, 19, something like that. I've lost count at this point. No, we did yours the one before. 
But we talked about how we were going to no. do your top five at Matt and Campbell. I we see. just we ran out. We just had, went over time. Yeah, sure did. Uh, but anyway, that's a good one. That was our shout most out to anybody one. that listens to the, that whole one. It's 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 a great one. Go yeah, back and listen I to it. Really I really enjoy doing that. I one forget too. which uh, number it was. So okay, so then we'll just just jump right into this show. Initially, this show was one that our friend Drake, who we've talked about a bunch of times, and James were going to come to, and they were unable to make it. Yeah, and um. I feeling sort of lukewarm on the whole thing initially wasn't going to go and as it turned out uh, a friend of mine that I had not seen and well I mean I've run into him a couple times and see we haven't really hung out his name is Andy um, who couldn't make it on this show but uh, maybe in the future uh, hit me up and was like hey do you have any concerts tonight and I was like funny you should ask yeah, so right. he came around a left field right he was really the doc- dark horse here um uh, this okay, so yes, avant garde. So he met me there. This guy rode his bike there, by the way. Oh yeah, Greenpoint. where he's coming from? It was like Greenpoint, but still, yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, the wind. I was about though. to say uh, because it's cold, that's really bad. Otherwise, if this were like a nice spring day, oh, that, yeah, been like, that must have been very pleasant. But okay, but yeah. Can you? That imagine? could not have been fun last or he's that like, night. Oh no, I'm fine. And he did have like 18 layers on, but for sure. Still, I was like, I remember that night. Weather was fine, but it was cold as a so motherfucker. I, Ooh. I couldn't believe it. I was like. Wow, you you are now you are definitely from Rochester, New York. Right. <laughs> um so okay, so Avant Gardner. Um so we've talked about the Brooklyn Mirage before. Avant Gardner is a space that is connected to mm. this it's it's all kind of one big uh complex, but uh, Brooklyn Mirage is the venue that is outdoors and open in warmer weather and Avant Gardner is the indoor venue that mm. is open all year round. Um, they they will occasionally do stuff there. So what's neat is sometimes they'll open up both sides and they'll have two like different stages and all that. Because so they also have another one, which I think it's not Kings Hall, because the, the the main yeah, area is called Kings Hall, about. and they got that other smaller one in the Great back. Hall. Great Hall. Or wait, this one's Great Hall. The other one's King Kings Hall. I don't remember. Okay. My show was but in Great Hall. Technically, there's three stages that are all within the Brooklyn Mirage and Avant Garden. It's all freaking stuff. gigantic. Yeah, it's it's massive. And what it's like, it's it's like it's not even like a building. It's like it's, it's a like complex. Tents. Yeah, yeah. If you look at it, it's like tents, right? Really. And it's all just uh, and canvas. They, it all used to be, you know, uh, warehouses and everything like that. And just got repurposed into this. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good venue though uh, for the indoor venue uh, as far as those go. Um, decently sized. Uh, it's enormous. Right. Uh, pretty damn big. It's not always ventilated. Great. I don't know if you noticed. I didn't that. have any problem with that. Yeah. I will say that it is so large that, uh, and I'll get into this later. But uh, there, there's a lot of uh, different rooms and that kind of thing mm. that I didn't even really discover uh, until the end of this night. Oh yeah. And um, it's, yeah, it's but crazy. it's almost kind of intimidating though mm. because there's always like some security guard like guarding every area. Yeah. So you don't area. know if it's like a VIP. So you don't lounge. know where you can go, and I really don't like being yelled at by yeah. VIP people or being told no. So I find myself not being adventurous. But like you always find because there actually there was another show going on, and and I feel like Annie knew who it was. It was like someone mushroom something something mushroom head. Something like or, that. Um, I forget. But there was definitely another show going on. Cause I, and I wanted to go into these rooms. I was super curious, but I don't know. Maybe it's on the... the yeah, I'll see what I could find on there. The but um, it, it's true, though. It's so big. Because, I mean, the last time I went to that closing uh, night for the Brooklyn Mirage, 
and, and they had I was open? I was discovering uh, like stages that it's like, dude, I've come How to this place. How many stages are there? I counted five total. Wait, so there's Great Hall, right. King Hall. Well, I'm sorry, there's four there, but they have potential for five. So you got the main big one, right? Yeah. Great Hall, which is where you were. King's Hall, which is that smaller one, which I had forgotten about completely because I had been there in so long. Great Hall, King Hall. And then they had this other stage, and I don't know if they do it for other things, but at least for that night, they set up this smaller stage in that area next to the bathrooms. Uh, there's no way around this. Uh, th- this this venue, unless you live in North Brooklyn, is a pain in the ass the to worst. get to. Yeah, it's yeah. not near no train. You have to walk like 10, 15 minutes. Which, if it's a nice, you know, summer night, that's one thing. Sure. But in shit weather, it kind of sucks. Yeah, um, your only option really is to Uber out there or know somebody with a car. You know, you're right. paying money generally. If, if to you get live out in North there. Brooklyn, you can ride your bike there on a sure. nice night. But uh, bar- barring that, it's it's really out there in East Williamsburg, borderline East Williams. Bushwick. Right. And uh, there's just really no easy way to get there. But the reason people go is because they really do book top notch uh, EDM acts, which we discussed right. a bit when we uh, last reported on the Brooklyn Mirage, which I think is Bonobo. And mm. what episode that is. Not but, that not that we haven't been there since. You know, I've right. been I've been to the I went to the Mirage like two more times after that. And I, I have already been to the Great Hall. Uh, Avant Gardner side uh, since it's reopened like they're they're constantly just getting the best ones part of that is is like one of the newest venues in the city outside of like I think Brooklyn Steel is like a year even younger um, and but that one mostly goes for you know rock and indie and that sort of thing and as we've talked about for the Brooklyn Mirage side of things is this is uh, an EDM based venue and that's what they focus on and that's 99% of what they get so if you're going to get any kind of EDM artist it's going to be there which um, on the positive side, because it's so new, it probably has some of the best production value of any of the venues. It in the has city. great production yeah, value. Yeah, it really does. It uh, Avant Gardner, you know. Also, I, I I was I was pretty impressed with with this light show. Um, Did it, was it good for this one? I would lasers say, or just like light. Yes, lasers. Oh, cool. Okay, but good I'll talk stuff. About it. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's funny because my lift actually dropped off. I had like a lift dropped off a guy going to St. Vitus on the way. And this place is 15 minutes from that. You wow. know, like 15, St. Vitus seems far away. It's just another venue, you guys. Maybe we'll do them someday. They do metal and such. Oh, cool. Um, anyway, so, oh, you know about St. Vitus? Nope, never heard about that. Oh, you would, you would like St. Vitus because they also sometimes have like dark wave, synth wave nights cool. and that sort of thing. Like GBH, I'll go for some metal stuff. I'll go headbang. GBH yeah. events, uh, which does a lot of, does a party just pretty much every weekend, a dance party. They, mm-hmm. they do parties at um, St. Vitus sometimes. So anyway, so I get there. I, I did take a lift. Um, I got there about five minutes before opening and fuck, the line was long. Truly. Already, really? And I was like, these people have been standing out in this weather for like, half an hour maybe some of them and it was like i could it wasn't worth it to me like i was still able to get very close to the stage it boggles my mind that people came so early but i don't know it's so bizarre there it's almost worth coming like half hour after everything opens to like either the mirage or the avant-garde it's cold for sure oh my god i was like i can't believe and it's not gonna fill up that quick you know what i mean and I, I hear, I mean, I was wearing pants, you know, because I just knew. I was like, well, I'm going to be waiting in line for five minutes, which turned out to be more like 15. And this girl's wearing like little tights and, you know, little little outfits. Little rave gear. You know, and I was like, how are they even? I was like, they, they must have the whiskey warms is all I'm figuring. Um, so yeah, usually people, um, when I've been to Mirage, they notoriously show up late, but there were quite a, a lot of people online. And that was just for this show because there was a separate line for whatever other shows. Oh, really? On. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Uh, so, you'll be happy to, to know they did not cop my shit. Oh, here you go. 
my pen. Good to know. <laughs> came with me. <laughs> this time they didn't get you. They didn't take Andy's knife. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> he thought he had a knife on him. He's like, oh, right, I didn't bring my knife. I'm like, that's good that you didn't bring your knife. Yeah. You wouldn't be walking out with it. He, he he works in a kitchen, by the way, so not to, not well, to make that's it sound weird. Thing. No, because <laughs> it is weird. It is weird because I said, yeah, because I was talking about his kitchen. I was like, oh, no, he's like the knife that I carry for protection. Oh, shit. Well, okay. Yeah, so. don't bring those to the Avant Gardener. They're not going to let you in with it. No. They might not let you in, period. I'm not sure. Let you in. I don't know. I just, yeah, kitchen knives or otherwise, you, you ain't coming in with knives. Um, at that point, speaking of, you know, weapons or, you know, that sort of thing or things that you put in holsters, I realized I forgot my, my fucking fan. Oh, that was like your whole thing. You wanted to bring that. I know. I'm looking at it. Yeah. It's looking at, it's looking at us now. now. It's a fantastic fan. You guys, uh, when the next show that I go to that I bring it, which might be this Saturday, we'll see. What are the, I don't know. Depends on the ticket prices. Uh, if they're reasonable, I, I, I might, uh, it'll definitely go up on the IG cause this fan is, is truly something I'll put else. mine on. Mine's, mine's pretty, but that gets, uh, oh, you some have a compliments. Fan. You have a fan. Yeah, I do. I forgot. Yeah. Do you have a holster? No. <laughs> Where do you put it? I have a back pocket. Oh. Like an adult. What is on your fan? Uh, well, I'm not going to just say it on here. It would be a lot better to surprise oh, yeah. everybody okay. on IG. Fair. Fair. But you, tell me off mic. Sure. Um, okay, so uh, so that's Avant Gardner. Do you have anything further to add about this venue, just in terms of venue itself? I mean, the drinks are like... Drinks are the same as uh, as the Brooklyn Mirage. So if you just listen to any of those episodes, you understand. It's it's slightly above average Brooklyn I got a prices. double whiskey, and with the tip, it was like $40. I was like, that's all I'm drinking. Yeah, anyway. yeah. And let me tell you what... Which, uh, but, but the thing is, is like for any club in New York City, which essentially is what this venue is, it's a big-ass rave club, really, yeah. when you boil it down to it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's decently reasonable for clubs that you would get here. It's, it's better than fucking Lavo. Uh, and when people started bumping me, like, that's when I had to get out of the crowd because I was like, this $40 is going into yeah, my tummy. for sure, for sure. This $40 is not going on the floor. Yeah. There's no way that this is getting spilled. Yeah. Um, uh, so- oh, um, uh, one quick thing I'll throw out. Obviously, all these venues have smoking sections and uh, Avant Gardeners is no different. It's got one in the back. Generally, they have that little food truck back there, too. Uh, but that usually fills up really, really quickly, and it's super cold in in the winter time. People just, were just like smoking. Yeah. Like, on oh, that the happens floor. all the time, sure. But yeah, uh, when it when it gets thick enough where you could do that, yeah, then do that. But a lot of times early on, you might have to go outside, or else they'll get. You I'm know, starting to find myself getting annoyed with people smoking cigarettes in the crowd. I really don't like it because you I'm can't. I'm just so used it. to it at this point. I'm like vape. It doesn't bother me anymore. Oh well, now that's harder to find out here in the city. So you know. Well, thanks, thanks, state government. That's a them problem. <laughs> don't don't make it my problem. I, I don't I don't know. It's just I, I found that the, the smell of cigarette smoke to just, just make me gag. Um, that is something to know, though. You're gonna get a lot of smokers inside the crowd at this venue. It's just a comic. Well, thing. I had one, one, one cigarette smoker. Uh-huh. Uh There's always plenty, though. One, is what I'm getting at. You many. you should expect that if you're going to the, the uh, any kind of EDM show, really, any kind of rave. But Avant Gardner, it's pretty, you might also expect that that cigarette there. gets knocked out of your fingers too. That might happen. Uh, whoops. Oopsie. Uh, so merch table, pretty good. Uh, long line for that. So a lot of people line up for the merch table. And yeah, I always uh, notice that at, at Avant Gardner too. Yeah, not, we, not so much at the Brooklyn Mirage side, but when it goes to Avant Gardner side, the merch yeah. table is always ridiculous. Ridiculous. There was nothing that I really wanted anyway. Uh, and then of course, uh, as we have talked about at um, 
uh, Brooklyn Mirage, the deal is is it's cash or a bracelet only, meaning you get a bracelet and you can link up your credit card to it. They don't take credit cards inside. And I yep. don't blame them because people are stupid and they leave their credit leave cards them. behind. Or they lose them and then it's them. and then it's the venue's problem yeah. and you just don't want to deal I with it. Honestly, them. this is it's people a really good system. It's worked great. I've never heard I've heard people talk about how it's like they worry that they're going to get their cars stolen or something by like somebody using some fucking space age technology to steal that. I'm like, nobody's doing that here. And I've never heard of somebody actually like getting your card info from the bracelet that you wear. Cause the bracelet also goes dead at the end of the night too. Yeah. So although I understand that could be a worry for some people, it's, I've never heard of it happening at the Brooklyn Mirage or, uh, avant Gardner side where they do these bracelets things. It's or just like, I've never heard it happening at like Izu. It's really, it's a really good process. Right. It's super simple. Like, listen, Go there, there, there are venues like Pier 17 that will take your card, but also they're not holding nearly as many people as right, this venue right, is. Right. So it's just, it's just so high volume. I'm not mad. Okay. So anyway, uh, talking about the crowd itself, uh, very heavy on the male. Yeah. The, yeah. And it's also step. very heavy on the hippie, which I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know if that's a ganja white night thing or if that was one of the openers, which I'll talk about. Uh, but there was a very, very heavily a hippie vibe. A lot of dreadlocks. A lot of Very long, interesting. Th- things that see, I now, do not see at Izu. I don't see I, beards. That's fair. Scraggly beards at Izu. Yeah. Like, let me tell you something. Maybe Coachella or something. What's interesting is like I have seen Ganja White Night before, but they were opening for Borgor. And Borgor has got a very different crowd, first of all. And second of all, you were there for that. That was a Halloween night. So I have I, never I seen a crowd like this. Yeah, very different, Ever. huh? Interesting. Ever. Very interesting. I have seen pictures of crowds like this at certain festivals, but mm. I have never never been in a crowd and i and and listen i've been to to izu and and when we go to izu yes there's a lot of guys dressed up but for the most part guys are dressed pretty fucking normal this was like a freaking fashion show oh yeah and not just the ladies like the ladies not surprising you know women were really decked out i felt underdressed i was wearing a a fluorescent t-shirt and jeans and stuff and these girls were really decked out we're talking like hardcore raver gear big ass boots uh fishnets booty shorts uh bikini tops fun stuff you know light up stuff fur all that crazy shit but the guys too, not the fishnets or whatever, but but these guys are wearing very colorful, like a lot of them. You you, you want to know what that tells me? A lot of people were doing Molly there. Oh, of course. Yeah. But be, but but yeah. still, I mean, you want those a, lights and everything. A lot so. of people, a lot of people are doing Molly at Izu. But the thing is, is the colors were so brilliant, and a lot of men had like scarves in their hair, which I don't see that much of at Izu. Hmm. I see it, but it was like a lot of guys, and a lot of guys had blankets. Scarves in like bandanas or like. Uh, like actual long ass scarves in their oh, hair, like around around their forehead. I'd be sweating bullets real quick. So well, I guess that's where the sweat goes. Yeah, well, that's fair. Keeps it from coming dripping into their eyes. And then there were a lot of them had these long shawls on, like really? as if they were wearing like tapestries, like you put on your wall in college. Interesting. So they were like wrapped up in these things, these like paisley things, and like there there were guys that were there in t shirts and jeans. But I've never seen so many men dressed up, which was kind of nice because it was kind of cool to like see men. Make an effort and their clothes beyond like I'm gonna put on jeans and a fun T-shirt. It's like they no, it was a lot more going on than that. Um, so it was really neat. It was really neat to see guys bring. Oh, like there's that. that. Okay, yeah, good it to was know. Really neat to see guys bring like that. Uh, 
So, okay. Um, so people are starting to do like the knee bend dance a little bit. Like people are into it. So, uh, wait, is there anything else I need to cover? I cover production value. I'm going to tell you, like, it's good and, and I'll talk about right. it, but it's good and it's very loud. And the bass, when they want it to turn up, your whole, really goes. literally yeah. your whole body. Like we were talking about crystal method and you're vibrating in my, in my nose and Hillary in her boobies. I was vibrating in like my belly and yeah. my legs. Yeah, when they get deep. And my butt. When they want to get deep at yeah. that venue, they'll get real fucking deep. Not just I went to that Zombo face. show, I think like last year. Yeah. And man, was I, everything was vibrating. It felt like it was at the airport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. It was like literally the vibrations that you feel when you're in by a plane and it's taking yeah. off. Literally my entire body, including like my solar plexus, which is it usually doesn't go that far. Mm. It's usually kind of like in the feet. And like the the head, it's like, nope, and no, it was, it's a full body it thing. It was there. literally everywhere. It was insane. So anyway, production value really good, and I and I'll get into to more detail of that later. I just want to make sure that I'm not uh, missing anything in terms of the general sort of things that we talk about staff oh um they're fine like i said yeah, there is that kind of like sort of standoffness right oh they never know anything That's yeah the yeah thing. they never I, I i'm not sure if like i feel like the staff is like like you know when we went to warsaw the like the, the the bartender's like really friendly sure and that sort of thing and even the the, the security's really chill these security people are, are not yeah. very nice yeah they're not they're not uh, which is fine you know they got a job there to do yeah. but uh, you the know, every now and then, are okay. Yeah, if it's like bar- too many people, yeah. too many people congregating near the bathroom, you're getting, you're not getting told, hey, you guys should move. You're getting yelled at. You yeah, know but, they, I mean? but also it's just like they just they're not aware of anything. Sure. And and for example, like like uh, we didn't know who the openers were, and and as it were, it's like it's not really listed, but it's on the poster, mm. which we eventually found. But it was like you know, I just feel like the staff should know basic things, like if there's a set list posted somewhere on a wall, which there really should be mm. one. Um, they should know where that is. And these people were just like, uh, and not only unhealthy but seem very uninterested in being helpful. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what really annoys me is not just when someone doesn't know the answer, but they're really kind of ambivalent about giving you one. So, I mean, you know, your staff there, it is what it is. Um, there is also food there, which I didn't find out until later, and I'll talk about it when I get to it. Okay, so now getting into this opener. Um, I don't you, said, you said there were three openers leading up to Ganja White Night, Four. the main act. Four. Okay, yeah. so now... The first guy on... No idea who he nothing, was. Nothing, right. Okay, so he did not have any sort of um, uh, projection behind him like right. everyone else did. Uh, honestly... So, so here like, we go again. It's like, bro, hang a, hang a sheet or something. I don't even know if know? he was supposed to be there. Yeah, he like, really honestly, was that bad. He was like wearing... Well, not bad, I mean, but like just that out of place. This guy literally looked like he was a roadie. I was like... Did they just and Andy just goes? I think this is just one of the guys' little bro, little brothers, and they let because oh, the set no. was only like twenty minutes. Or oh something. sure, he was barely on. It was almost as if it was like a practice set for him or something. Don't get me wrong; it was a good set. It was dubstep heavy, and people were super into it. But no one knew who he was. Yeah, and uh, he um, he was just very bare. Like this guy, he had no sort of like stage presence whatsoever. He was just sort of like up there press. Button you know move. that funny meme where they show like the fat guy with the with the sort of um. Uh, facial hair that goes like this, and you're like, this is the face of a guy who knows a guy. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might probably kind of looks like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He looks yeah. like that. Just look like the dude that just you know, hey, you know, he's got your back on something, and this time he's got your back on opening your uh, dubstep. He hunts. He fishes. Yeah. He drinks Budweiser. 
He lifts stuff. Bumps dubstep every now and then. You know, and he goes to Chick-fil-A. Like, he just kind of had that look about him. Just like, he he, he, he looked like a, a roadie. So then, um, so he played his set, and uh, I believe I did catch a clip of it, so I'll have that playing at some point. Um, when he was done, he said uh, his name, but we couldn't quite parse it out. It sounded like Lotus. Lotus. Okay. I know, or mm, maybe. I, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm looking on the website and everything. I don't see a name like that, so. Well, he didn't seem to care whether we knew who he was, so fuck it. Um, yeah, anyway. Fair enough. Uh, so after that guy was done, I mean, I don't really have much to say because it was just like standard dubstep. Y'all know, like, again, I'm, I'm not, you know, the, the dubstep super fan here. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that I just know that a lot of people really do love this specific type of EDM. So kind of wanted to cover it just to like, give you, give you a little taste of what you like. Um, plus we had some, some real good ones come on after this guy where, uh, we got a lot more than dubstep. We'll just say that. Um, so the next person to come on was Subdocta. And it seemed like the relationship between Subdocta and Lotus, it was, it was, it was nice. It was, it was like the uh, Lauren Flags Crystal Method the, type uh, thing. The DJ there was bro a DJ, fist there. And, there might have know. been a hug. Oh, cool. All right. Maybe. That, you know, I that, you know that really means something there. There was definitely something like that. I can't remember exactly, but or a pat on the shoulder or something like, good job. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, Nicely done, pal. Yeah, now go, you know, move my boxes. Like, unlike like the Ryan McKnight, Lauren Flax, like that. It wasn't uh-huh. like that. So it was definitely, uh, yeah, right. Nice job, guy. Go move my boxes. There you go. <laughs> Basically. So so the relationship was good. So it's good. So then Subdoctor comes on, which you knew it was Subdoctor because he had a big graphic behind him. Incredible how that works out. Thank wow. you, Yeah, Subdoctor. just get a name behind you and suddenly people know who the fuck you are. Ain't that some shit. God. Now, this is when we really started to see, start to see the capability of this venue mm. and what they can do visually. These. They start uh, breaking out the light show there. Go on Instagram, you guys. Go and look at the highlight for Ganja White Knight and just watch this. It's hard for me to do it justice because, I mean, iPhone and everything. But these visuals were I mean, they got they even got better and better, but this they, they were gorgeous. They were beautiful. I was like really impressed with it. Did you bring refractors or anything? I forgot. Oh, I know. Along with the forgot fan. the refractors and I forgot the fan. What I know. a terrible raver you are. No, you Jesus. know what? You know what I'm gonna do? Uh, next time I'm gonna set an alarm and I'm gonna literally put them like in front of my bedroom, not a, not out in the out area because cats, mm. but in the in area. <sighs> And these things don't forget. Do not forget these no. things. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. So describe so, this guy's okay. music. So first, so so visuals. I I, I got off track, but that was like sort of graffiti, like really, really neat. Cool. Okay. So then he starts playing. This is some. Well, okay. It's funny. I wrote this note here because I had no idea what was coming. I wrote some of the heaviest bass I've ever heard. <laughs> maybe the heaviest. Maybe too much. He'll tell you what. It wasn't shit. Yeah. Compared to what came Come later. on, man. <laughs> but at this point in my that life. Was a, that was a teaser base right to there. To this huh? point in my life, and this includes seeing Borgor and whoever else I saw at Izu. Uh, I forget who we saw at Izu. I can't keep all those names straight. Uh, this base was heavy, heavy, heavy. So um, the music started out almost sort of cinematic. You know that thing you always hear in like Michael Bay movies where it's like. Sure. Yeah. That and like those. And then a shitty gas explosion with fireworks going off in the back. And there was yeah, so there was like a lot of these like 
heavy, heavy bass drops. Uh, and it, it would start out slow, and it almost sounded like a movie soundtrack. Mm. And I was like, this is interesting because this is not... Sounds almost ambient. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, and this is what perked my interest because I was like, maybe this show isn't going to be as monotonous as I expected it to be because this is not straight up dubstep. So I thought that was interesting. So then, okay, so he showed us what he could do and then he backed off the bass a little bit, which I appreciate it because you don't really need to keep it that way the whole time, you know? So I like that. I like that. I like DJs that have levels and just don't feel the need to like jackhammer your ears, like yeah, metaphorically speaking. Um, Okay, so yeah, at this point, people start dancing, moved off to the side, not trying to lose my $40 drink. Uh, guys, drunk guys who don't know or care where their bodies are in space started coming forward. I have that note. And, uh, you know, at this point, like, I don't know. I, I did sort of, I think I just wasn't in the mood yet because I, I was like, I need to start bringing a bodyguard to these things. And, like, the crowd started to irritate me. It was just like, just like pushing 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 and i it wasn't even like really dancing it was like a lot of just like people pushing their way to the front and that kind of thing i don't know this now i'm gonna say this this feeling did not last it truly may have been very pushy at that time uh and then less so later more dancing pushing which that i can deal with because people are dancing but if you're just muscling Muscling your your way way through through, that's kind of what was happening and i didn't like that um let's see uh so yeah so he continues on and goes into some standard dubstep which oh i guess i didn't really talk about this genre for people that are like what's that so dubstep where have you been in the last 10 years but otherwise uh listening to pop music maybe or i don't know listen to the same music that they've been listening to since the 90s um dubstep uh i don't have like the article or whatever in front of me right now and i feel like i kind of need it i could talk about it yeah, tell, tell about the origins of it uh, in the UK and like what it is now. Yeah, it really started off, obviously it's like a type of EDM, started off South London, we'll talk say 90s or so. Uh, kind of mixes just a, a, a mixture of uh, different EDM genres. It, it's a very, very dance and beat heavy. Um, this is sort of the one that everybody points to when they're they're sort of making ha-ha robot sounds jokes when it comes to edm music and yeah it's kind of what dubstep is it's usually it's usually heavier it's more headbanger kind of music generally speaking you're getting a lot more sort of industrial sounds to it um it your more famous dubstep artists are classic skrillex and dead mouse and you know those guys got what probably some of the biggest names in edm in the world what 15 10 15 years ago so if you you need any kind of reference look towards them I almost was gonna like as a joke for the show would be like so the show was and then the drop right and that's the whole show but that's not really true that what I just did there that's like that's when you're listening to dubstep incessantly and there's no change to it but um, so a, a few things that I just want to add to what James said is that there's a few character okay so it's it's a slow tempo uh, the headbanging element is like again it's like boom boom. Yeah, it's more the heaviest, boom, the boom, heaviness boom, of boom, it all. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Like it is heavy, very, very bass heavy, uh, and 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 um, the thing about Ganja White Knight is that there are some songs that almost come off as popular vocals and that sort of thing. But when that's not going on, it can be a bit dissonant. Mm. It may like definitely in minor keys and that sort of thing. It's not like happy music. It's just like it's hard, serious, intense music, and 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 it's almost like the heavy metal of. EDM. Very much, sure. Yeah, it's not a bad way to put it, actually. And uh, there's this other characteristic, which th- the reason why I wanted to talk about 
dubstep is this characteristic came in. I was like, no one's going to know what I'm talking about. The wobble bass. So the wobble bass is like when they take the bass and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like It sounds like it's literally like wobbling. Like if a it's a very specific sound that you hear right. within this genre. Right. And it's like distorted. And it's sort of like, yeah, like the sound like a weeble wobble would, you would imagine when you were like playing weeble wobbles as a kid, but whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, it's like, it's like that. It kind of just sort of moves back and forth like that. And then there's a lot of bass drops. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of like what it is. And uh, in terms of the culture, yeah, it attracts men because it is uh, uh, a more aggressive uh, genre. That's not to say that women don't enjoy it, but women are definitely uh, getting in touch with their masculine side when they're at a dubstep show. You know, you don't see a lot of like, you know, Sparkle pony types. You don't see a lot of femme acting people. You know, they may look feminine, but the way the people are moving and that sort of thing, they're moving in a very uh, intentional, uh, with the beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 not skidding around and ever anything like that. It's 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 just like it's you're just going hard. Uh, so the genre became, yeah, really popular about uh, 15 years ago is probably when it really, like... 10, 15 years ago. And and now sometimes you, you, you see it in um, pop music sometimes too. So anyway, so that's that's the kind of music that this is. Great Spirit. Great Spirit. You know that song? Okay, sure, yeah. Remember that song, Great Spirit? I feel like he played that. It sounded like he played that. Uh, so that was kind of neat because I was like, oh, he's doing something else besides dubstep, which is kind of neat that he's playing. Breaking out some other genres there, sure. Um, okay, and so then he played, uh, I'll have this underneath, um, like some drum, actual drum and bass. And that had me go nuts because drum and bass... You really, shocker. Drum and bass isn't really popular anymore. And drum and bass, like, again, I'm going to explain it. Uh, drum and bass has a heavy bass underneath that's slow, and then it has these sort of fast-moving... I feel like we've talked about this before, like mm. Crystal Method or something, but these like fast moving hi hats on top that sure. they, they, they keep the beat. So it's a very, it has a very high, uh, uh, fast tempo. Um, so the bass would be like dung, 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 but then like the, the, yeah, yeah, and the cymbals, right? And so anyway, so they played a bit of that, and I love that. It really gets under my skin. I love that genre so much. That was very short, though, and it was funny because it was like, Looking around, this is a young crowd. Looking around, like kids aren't into this. No, they're, yeah, well. this. they're here for the dumb. Know your roots, motherfuckers. Uh, I know. Well, that was the thing. I was like, I wanted to like turn around, and be like, know your roots. Yeah, right. Know your root. Know where your shit came yeah, from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm the wise elder or something. <laughs> the wise elder of EDM. Respect the classics. These people don't give a shit. It's sad, really, to to not understand kind of like where this music came from because it, there is like a strong like. Well, listen. Sometimes sometimes people don't give a shit, and sometimes it just takes a while. You know. I feel like it's like so important. Like anything that I listen to that I like. Even when I was like, you know, 22 or whatever, whatever music I was listening to, I was always You'd start interested. looking up their absolutely, uh, yeah, I was their interested influences in the roots of it. and everything. I absolutely was because like, yeah. who was who? Found a lot of bands that way, where it's just like, I really like this band. Who inspired them? Cool. Let me listen to these guys. Because when I was listening to like, you know, whatever, when when I was in that sort of Dave Matthews blues traveler, well, I'm sure they're showing my age, root rusted root type that that kind of music, you know, that horde festival. Wow, I'm really showing my age now. Horde festival <laughs> kind of bands. I was like, where did all this come from? 
them. And then I was like, the oh, and then, like the, the Roots Rock from like yeah. the 70s when they departed from like psychedelia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so like, you're like, oh, what are these like? Yeah. So so exactly. So it's like, I want to know. So this isn't just like, oh, you know, I'm an older person and am I? No, it's not that. I've always been interested in. And you know what I think it is, though? It's my musical training. Mm. Because we were trained to like uh, identify, oh, here's an example. Like I used to have a, I'm going off on tangent here for a bit, but I had a jazz teacher who would ask us to bring in like modern day music that we like that we thought might have been influenced by the jazz music that we were currently being trained in. Sure. So someone brought in like Van Halen's, you know the song Ice Cream Man? Well, I'm of not course. Ice Cream Man. But... Yeah. So like, he's like, so this came from, and he would play us like old blues. Mm. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, so okay, I think that's I, fair. I learned like sort of the, uh, appreciation for the origins of things at a young age. It has to do with uh, musical training and I've, I've retained that. But anyway, so, <laughs> so moving, so, so, so moving, away <laughs> from, huh? moving away from where things came from and going back to dubstep um overall this guy seemed to be like he, he was uh, uh he had a good stage presence seemed like a very pleasant guy he, he just had a nice kind of vibe to him he's smiling you know talking to the crowd that sort of thing really cool visuals and good range i really like that he introduced you know a little bit of african uh and afrobeat whatever african influenced music dance music yeah drum and bass that sort of thing it was pretty neat I think there was even more than that because I, I remember I really enjoyed him and I just might have not written it all down but let me tell you like Subdoctor is a he's a good time and I would definitely pay money to see him um, to recommend I do recommend him but who I really recommend is the next guy I saw who, who? I really like this and is who's Jan- this Jansen Jansen I Another DJ, um, I don't know, if you find something on him, feel, feel free to shout it out. What I'm seeing is from Boulder, Colorado, pushing the envelope of the bass-centric electronic music scene. Oh, I'll say he's pushing the envelope, yeah, because oh. he is not in the box of dubstep. He's dubstep uh, based and ground. There uh, you go. Yeah. Words. He, is gra- he is rooted in dubstep, but this guy really plays with other stuff. And talk about someone who really like can appreciate uh bass um centric music uh of years gone by this guy definitely knows his stuff um so or or just like bass music that's adjacent and to prove that he kicks off with like some trap flavored dub- dubstep which oh, i really nice, yeah. liked i always liked uh, a good trap that's pretty beat. topical these yeah. days yeah that's it a good, is. You, you can really fit that pretty well, well let me tell you this not everybody did it really yeah you know, i'll talk about them later but uh yeah like this guy kicked off with like he wasn't like i Yes, it was a dubstep show, but he didn't kick off with, like, straight dubstep. He kicked off with a trap beat, but, you know, because there, there's some overlap there. And trap, I don't know, guys, look things up. I mean, it's, like, kind of exhausting explaining all these genres. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but it's, like... Or it's maybe we should just start that, assuming that our, our audience knows more about music than we're I don't know, maybe it's just the people I associate off, with. Yeah. But uh, look up the song Trap Queen, and, and that's just that's Google the that. There that, you go. That's all you need to know, what, what that music sounds like. It's a slower hip-hop type beat and it's very bass heavy it's it's great um very relaxing and good to smoke weed too so he kicked that off it's a it's more relaxing than dubstep itself yeah it's for like, sure it's Easily. more chill really really neat um at this point like I'm, I'm really into this guy i'm loving his visuals again like go on the instagram and look at them he had a ton of energy coming out you could tell like he's i would say he's maybe not you know, like the hey, like friendly guy that Subdocta was. He's a little bit more sort of subdued and like I'm here to do my job. Yeah, a little bit. Not like not like Lauren Flax, where it's like the crowd may well not exist. Right. But right. but but definitely more like in in um introverted or, or something like that. So like turned inward, uh, which is fine. That's just kind of who he was. 
And uh, yeah, so Gorgeous Visuals. And uh, then he played some straight uh, old school hip hop. I don't remember. Cool. Not that I know what song it was or whatever, but just that sound where, you know, old school hip hop is just like very stripped down. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's not, it's just like a guy rapping with a real simple beat. I really like that a lot. Then um, uh, some definitely some heavy bass action I have here. Um, plus, at this point, the crowd's drugs. Had, you could just tell the drugs that kicked in. I was definitely feeling Everybody's on really that. Yeah, dancing. People, like, really, really into it. And the push, people weren't pushing as much anymore. They're just They dancing. found their space. Right, they yeah. found their space. So that was good. At this point, I admit, I was really enjoying this show. I really was. Uh, and I, I, it was funny because I was, like, I was looking around and, like, nobody really had drinks in their hands. I was, like, everybody is, like, higher rolling. I was, like, this bar didn't make shit on this No, crowd. yeah, they made $5 off the water bottles and yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. They, they're not making money. Yeah, if the hard. water fountains mysteriously break down, then you know why. People were not, oh, uh, you think they do that? Well, I listen, I, I'm not entirely sure, but that night that, uh, that, Brooklyn Mirage closing one, their their water fountains did break down. A lot of people were like, "Oh, they just shut them down, so we have to keep buying water bottles." I'm like, wouldn't I, surprise me. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, a, but I I kind of would be because like the amount of times I've gone there and that hasn't happened, you know, I'm not going to automatically say that they're being scummy this yeah. one particular. No, night. I, I'm being facetious. It's not in their best interest to not have the water fountains working because then yeah, they're they going to have people, people, pass the fuck people out. ending up in the medical area, and that you know, then more people have to work. And no then that's that. lawsuits, right? So anyway, uh, people seem to be like a little bit more in control of their body at this point. Um, this guy I really respected. He he was definitely paying like uh, uh, homage, 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 homage to uh, the um, the uh, some of the pioneers. So then he played, and I'm like the only one in the crowd that knew it. Played that I sent it to you. He played Renegade Master. Nice, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Remix. He played that, but it was like a dubstep version of that song. Like, Everybody's just like, oh, I'm gonna keep dancing. And there you are. Yeah. Back once again, and I'm looking. I was like, nobody knows this song. And then he played it straight for a little bit, like Crystal Method did. Cool. Uh, yeah, and abs. I'm like literally the only one who knows this, and I'm like, this is really sad that people don't know this. But I was like, fuck it. But then he played uh, the Rockefeller Skank dubstep. Oh song. yeah. Bad people recognize that you know but it was like right above i dig it i dig it i'll look that up i have a clip okay so i you guys will be hearing that at some point i i really enjoyed that then i got in a circle dance and i ripped my pants ripped the crotch right open uh-huh. you know, like, <laughs> oh bummer <laughs> yeah that happens uh when you really get into it um but this guy really knows how to party he's a really good you guys i really really like this guy a lot because he can do dubstep and I, I don't have a problem with dubstep it's just when it's all dubstep and i'll expand on it uh later on in this episode but this was not that and i was kind of like how uh our friend Hillary, who guessed on the Crystal Method, this is how she feels about house. I, I don't agree, but she was like, she she gets sort of her mind numbs out to like straight up four on the floor techno. And um, this is kind of, and, 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 and that's a little bit different for me because I feel like there, there's a journey to it depending on the DJ, d- depending. But I've never felt like uh, taking on a journey in uh, dubstep. So it was really neat to see this guy kind of move around into different things, which reminded me sort of like what you might see at a big beat show. Uh, so really, really cool, especially since he did play some big beat. I really, really like this guy a lot. And I actually actively want to subscribe to him on Songkick uh, to see what he's doing in the future. And you guys, you definitely should too if, uh, any of that appeals. If so, you, if you like a over uh, an overall uh, an overview of 
bass centric music, Jensen will do it. Go ahead. So that's another recommend. Two Abs- for two on recommends. Uh yeah, but J- Jensen, Jensen even more than Subdoctor. Okay. Jensen even more. Uh, he was by far my favorite of the night. Next we have, uh, oh, and then Jansen. Okay, so next we have Boogie T. These guys, you could tell, really had respect for each other. In fact, they were on stage together, which again is on the Instagram, for like a minute. Uh, definitely that Lauren Flax. I, I always call it the Lauren Flax Crystal Method vibe because it was just like so good. Game recognized game. Let's dap it up. Game and recognizing you go. game. Yeah. So yeah, Jansen and Boogie T, game recognizing game. Boogie T, I don't know, for some reason he was booked as a special guest. Apparently he has a lot of respect in the industry. I can kind of see why because if you truly love straight up dubstep and you like your bass so heavy that you feel like your body is gonna, your all of your atoms are vibrating, then this guy is for you. And he also is a very weird looking guy uh which i think probably uh encourages adds to yeah. his cash cachet if that's a word um adds to his appeal uh did you see what this guy looks like oh yeah big ass beard uh so he basically looks like something out of duck dynasty yes like he's hopped up on that moonshine babies he's got the overalls his beard looks like got snacks in it like literally like the the toque and the be- oh yeah the whole thing this guy you looks just like call it that the f- you're not fucking canadian it's called a beanie be an adult. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's not a hill for me to die on. He was wearing a knit hat. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, overall, the whole thing. You know, ne- you never see a, a, a dubstep guy dressed. So already he like stands out because he just looks so uh, wildly different. So there's that, but he backs it up with ability. Um, he, he also incorporates hip hop. So that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, so it's not just a straight up, it's mostly dubstep, uh, more so than the other two guys. More deeply rooted dubstep. Yeah. More, more on that track. He's definitely incorporated hip hop. Yeah. Definitely. What I say feelings, definitely feeling his feelings for music in a way he can't when he's playing the banjo. Um, (laughs) then we notice this sort of curious scent of cleaning fluid. I don't know. Has that ever happened to Alvin Gardner? I was like, what are they mopping right now? Like Not that so I could think weird. of, but someone's mm, drug smell like pine salt. Who who Very knows? Odd. Um, okay, so then uh, yeah, um, Boogie T played a, a snippet of uh, Cali Reggae, which you you would love. Yeah, take that. A neon pot leaf behind him, of course. Nice. Um, but you know, at this point, I was I was ready to move on because it was like I got this taste of Jansen who kind of took us all around the place and and this guy it's like he pretty he pretty much was doing dubstep and he does it very very well um but I think but you got to be into that he was a little less versatile and his genre genre hopping which which I definitely prefer so I mean I would say this is the kind of DJ that like our friends who really love dubstep like Jay would absolutely go sure sure I think he knows Boogie T he's he's one of the best uh you know as far as dubstep goes, he 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 does it the best that I've ever seen anyone do mm, it. Mm. He really really goes hard, but he doesn't have to, and he's very energetic. Oh he's yeah, all one of those guys. The stage. Oh my God, he's got a ton of energy. Eventually, the hat came right off and uh, put his hair up in a little man bun. Oof. You know, uh, yeah, man, man bun go hard. And uh, yeah, so then we're dancing. Oh, just like little moments that happen, right? So then this this guy comes around like uh, one of those little electric fans, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Champ. A man though this time. It's usually like yeah. women that carry those. Uh, you know, an electric fan is always appreciated because we're aware that that doesn't have the uh, sort of 
flashiness and flair that you yeah you're really it. just bringing that to oh, keep cool and to help some fuckers yeah, out yeah you're not doing it to, to, to look cool like you would with a hand fan like when we talk about clacking the fan which if you want to hear more about that that's in a different episode mountain goats uh but um this is just purely uh utilitarian it's yeah. just a little electric oh. fan that people carry around and they blow in people's faces and it's super nice but it's so funny like where my brain will go sometimes i was like Oh, yeah, that one's a bisexual. <laughs> Which I was like, why did I think that? And then, like, the other part Just of Just something me, about it. Then another part of me is trying to, d- d- you know, justify it. I'm like, well, you know, with the fan and the man bun, and he was wearing a vest as a top. And I was like, a straight guy would never do any of those things. Certainly not. Oh, well, but I don't know that a dubstep show. The weirdos come out for a these. A vest as a top, a man bun, and he's carrying a fan, and he doesn't get his dick sucked? Come on. <laughs> But I was like, this atmosphere is just a bit too toxic masculinity for a gay man. So that leaves bisexual. Oh, like, I see. Okay. This, yeah. this, this, That's the balance this there. This guy's going both ways. Like, yeah. But I was like, why? Why would I? Th-? You know what it is, though? It's just like I'm so uh, fascinated by bisexual men because they're sort of like these, like, I want to say unicorns because unicorns aren't real. But uh, <laughs> they exist. They're hummingbirds. It's just like, uh-huh. you see when it's like, this is like, oh, hello, bisexual man. Would you like to? And it's like, oh, nope. oh I just wanted a conversation. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you guys, if, if you like bisexual guys and you find one you just really got to pin them down because they're all over the place because they have options you know <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> all over the place oh, you're not working out yeah, they're, not, they're not many of them and they know it so uh they, they do off themselves they're, they're they're really hard to pin down anyway very nice guy and it was like it's always nice to but no as, as, all jokes aside about this guy uh just one of those people that has that so it's just like some people just kind of you know uh raver people have that you know oh i remember that girl that we ran into she had the electric fan i forget what show it was that's a while ago but yeah I do remember she, that. I think, it, I think it was Evan Gardner too. Anybody who's carrying an electric fans got a good energy because they're just doing. Yeah, we like you favors. immediately. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing people favors, and you're not even getting to be flashy about it. You know, there's really very little self-serving about it. Um, so okay, from here, you know, at this point, I was like, okay, I have a good sense of boogie tea, and you know, my own. I, I, I mean, I was just it was just weed. I had considered some Sally, which if you don't know what that is, good. Um, <laughs> but uh, because I, I had a, a friend there that I had hung out with a long time, I wasn't sure how weird I might be, so I, I elected not to take it. Uh, so it's just a little bit high but then that was starting to wear off for me and I was like ah, you know I'm, I'm getting a little I'm, I'm good you yeah know? like yeah that's a you're thing. starting to feel like you already got your money's worth and then the, yeah and then the crowd was starting to get a bit a bit dickish for whatever mm. reason like their drugs are maybe wearing off or mm. they need to now they're getting grouchy do, do another finger finger lick sure to get to, to get back up uh so then boogie t finished up finally and uh, we had uh, venue music, which was, you know, nothing to write home about, just like slow EDM. Really? I'm kind of surprised by that. Usually they just switch over the next DJ. Nope. 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 They had a lot of changes to do. Weird. They had a lot of changes to do. Now, um, I don't, I wasn't paying real close attention, and I forget why. This might have been the point where, I don't know what was going on. Was Andy? I don't remember. I, I think maybe I was getting restless. I wasn't really. And also, I was talking about meeting up with you and our other friend. And yeah. That's sort of going on. Yeah. So I, I don't remember to exactly. To explain that real quick for anybody that's wondering, uh, my old roommate who I lived with for three years was in town for one night. So yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to not see this guy. So. Uh, and he's not into dubstep. So. Yeah, he definitely that not. He, we weren't going to get him out there. We got him out to Izu one year, though, and he really liked it for that one day. But, uh, you know, shout out, Kevin. I sold concert tickets to hang out with you. And if that's not bro love, then I don't know what is maybe someday he'll be 
on the show. We'll see. We'll yeah, drag I him hope. out to a concert. He drags um, us back here. But uh, so yeah, so I, I think I was distracted. But there was definitely a lot of set changes going on and that sort of thing. I don't know. For some reason, I just didn't really care very much. It's it's it's. I think those things are interesting when it's a rock band to see like different instruments come out, whatever. But it's like I'm just watching you pull out like different. Yeah, tables you're and just plugging tables. new things in. You're just plugging like, new things really in, and, and it was it was pretty dark, so I couldn't yeah. really see much anyway. So, but they were definitely doing a lot. So they had so yeah, you're actually hearing venue music now, which was kind of meh. So then uh, Ganja White Night goes on, uh, you know, and you guys, this is going to be shorter than usual because I don't really have a set list to operate off of. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know this music very well, uh, nor could I, I match up anything that I heard on Spotify with what I actually heard. So I'm not entirely sure I heard any of their major hits. If they played them, they played them later uh but anyway they come in and they do they go really hard uh and this is at the point where andy actually left yeah uh, I, I, but i and i want to say bye so i walked through this i was all the way to the front i walked through this crowd james i have never walked through such a thick crowd including izu yeah really people were packed in tight i was like almost like it's a good thing i don't have anxiety issues yeah. when it comes to oh. crowds because i'd be freaking out because it seemed like it was never going to end it just kept yeah i've seen it get real packed it at avant-garde packed. especially like, i was like is this even legal i mean i was like if we ever had an emergency i don't know what we would do people would get trampled exits. people get trampled this is like no you're like packed shoulder to shoulder but like Literally, I, I'm not good at estimating feet, but it felt like a freaking tenth of a mile. Like mm. it was just kept going and going. That room, oh my God, all the way to where the bathrooms are. Yeah. And this is, you guys, this is a lot. But I made it through, blah, 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 said goodbye to him. And then I got back to the show. Uh, okay, so here we're going to talk about the production value. Lasers, lasers, lasers. Again, I can't really uh, do it justice in my words. Go to the Instagram. These lasers were real good. And if it wasn't for that flying UFO disc thing, this, these lasers were like MSG sure, lasers. Sure, yeah. These were, these were Madison Square Garden lasers. They really, really were. They were off the fucking chain and then like the smoke coming out or whatever it's not like easy where they're shooting fire and they have like an elephant or right something yeah i mean come like on that. that's a full festival that right that, but in of terms course of that's gonna venue, beat it out these lasers were really really good and at a certain point actually i was wrong so i guess there, there was a little deviation here because at some point i heard some sort of like nursery rhyme sounding type hip-hop and like a reggae sound which may it looks like i didn't get get an actual clip of that but that may have been one of their hits that they played so i mean it, it was fine but i gotta be honest with you like i'm i mean i want to be condescending by saying you know i'm a grown-ass woman and blah 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 but after a certain point i'm aside from like true true over-the-top shit with like fireworks and that sort of thing like you see at izu i'm not really like or something i've never seen before like the ufo disc mm. i'm at a certain point, if the music isn't holding up, the the visuals aren't enough to hold me. Yeah, well, I, I am not overly impressed like a child. As, as with cool as it is, you you've been there, done I've that. I've seen it many, honestly, many yeah, times. Yeah. That's the thing. I've seen lasers, and if it was my first time, I'd be like, "Wow, lasers and smoke!" But I've seen it so many times. I've seen it more over the top, and it can definitely hold my attention if I'm also really feeling the music. But if the music is like not moving anywhere and I don't feel like I'm in a journey and this is where I'm going to go back to that sort of like you know the the house side of things 
where I, I know people were like, oh, it's so repetitive and boring. I think it really depends. Like I've seen, there's a DJ I really like, Danny Tenaglia, an mm. old schoolhouse Shout DJ. And uh, he, uh, he and I saw him at Izu, and I stayed for his whole set. And I felt like I was on a journey. I felt like he took us somewhere with his music. He's very experienced with that. Um, not house DJs do that. I've yet to see a dubstep uh, DJ that has taken me on a journey. I feel like it's like flash and tits and ass and like. Well, I mean, I'm talking about Borgor now, I guess. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but just like you know, but but the, you know what I'm saying, like metaphorically speaking, it's just like look at these. Boobs, look at this butt, look at this light. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, dubstep's not subtle. There's no, no there's no like, nuance or subtlety to dubstep, and that's fine. Right. That's it, it, that's what you're into, unless, and that's not to sound like negative jams, there. Yeah. Because you know, I I enjoy dubstep just as much as the next guy. I like the shows more than just sitting there listening to it. Generally, though, I like. You know, Borgor is probably my favorite dubstep artist because he's sort of got a, a theme with him. Granted, that theme is tits and ass, but at least that's like something that he sticks with and like his his sticking point kind of thing. So, and I guess you know, I mean, I, I Grant, I love a great set of tits and a, and a great ass. Don't get me wrong, but I think because maybe because I'm not a man, like that's gonna hold. You know, seeing it's gonna some, hold it back for you a seeing bit. Seeing some titties, no, it's just not. It's gonna hold my attention for so long because mm. then I'm like, well, what else? What about her personality? Nah, because I'm a woman, right? <laughs> Right? Not so turn it, not turn a dubstep show. I want to get to, I want to get to know what's, uh, you know, behind that bikini, your heart. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's uh, why I'm staring at your chest. That's why I'm staring at your chest. Um, but you know, so that's not enough to hold my attention personally. Like you know, like o- overblown light shows and that sort of thing. Um, it's it's a great addition if I'm loving the music anyway. But it wasn't enough for me. It wasn't enough to hold my attention because I was like, we're not going on a journey here. The music is they they deviated a little bit. But after seeing Jansen and having been taken on a journey, and then that's what it was. It was like the opener upstage these guys. Did you really me, feel that way? For me, yeah. not for everyone, because a lot of people truly just want to get really fucked up on molly and just hear boom 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 for like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours you know well they want to dance really hard again like that's fine i enjoy those raves just as much as the next guy don't get me wrong like even with house music i can dance to it for hours but if it's like it never really changes i'm i'm like i'm bored like i I need to see some sort of like weaving and changing and fucking with the beat maybe throw in some vocals maybe pull out the bass for a little bit that doesn't happen for me for dubstep i'm sorry you guys that love it i don't mean to like offend anybody but it's just like that it, it just feels too it's like too monotonous for me uh with the exception of obviously with these openers what they did but this sort of classic dubstep type show it's like i watch for it for 40 minutes and i'm like okay what's next that mm. that's me oh you know what else? i've had this funny note i don't know if anyone's gonna get this reference i don't know if you will but i was like uh yeah like house can be repetitive but it's like an interesting journey for me this show uh, uh ganja white night got to be like driving on the chase natchez parkway it was like the chase do you know what the chase natchez parkway no is? idea what you're talking oh, about you're never driven that yeah is this some upstate new york thing no I'm it's down south five to understand if you've never don't drive it if there anyone ever tells you to take the chase natchez parkway anywhere go around don't do it it's not worth it it is truly the most monotonous and slow because speed limits drive you could ever have it's tedious it's just this slow drive at like 40 miles an hour and they do have cops i don't know why it has why this, maybe, yeah, why bother maybe <laughs> this was in the 80s i don't know does this parkway even exist anymore i don't know this is when i was a kid and uh it's just there's nothing to look at it's just trees on both side of you and and literally really just a road with trees like there's no buildings there's no sounds like driving through kansas except for trees instead of open fields of wheat oh god it is so boring but you can't even speed 
Like that's the Sounds thing miserable. you're like held back. It's so miserable. So this was like that for me. It was like driving on shit. It was like going, we're going real slow and nothing's changing and get me off this road. Get me on, get me on the highway. Well, you know, hey, listen, if you felt like you got your money's worth, then. Right. That was the thing. I need. I was like, I need some twists and turns. I I, I need I need uh, more of a view. I need some more things to come into my view. And nothing new was coming into my view. So at this point, yeah, um, that's when I was uh, texting with you and our friend Kevin. And and I really want to say hello to him. And I was like, you know what? This would be a good time to do that. I really feel like I got my money's worth. I hope that like. I know that, you know, if you're a Ganja White Knight fan and you're listening to this, you're probably super pissed and like, I don't get it and whatever. Maybe you're right. Maybe I don't quite get straight dubstep. I can tell you again, I enjoy it. I personally take it in, in small doses. Uh, you know, feel free to uh, comment or whatever uh, and, and explain to me what I'm missing. But you guys, it's just like in terms of my I have a pretty broad musical palette and there's a lot of music I like and I just a lot of EDM that we go to right and right. I have to say like this is probably one of my top 20 least favorite genres maybe yeah. one of my top 10 least favorite the fact that someone that, that plays dubstep uh, could get me to enjoy it as much as Jansen did is uh, quite a feat so you know if anyone does want to like that was at the show or knows these artists and wants to communicate with us about it i really love that to see like what your take is on the opener versus ganja white knight and maybe listen maybe later on in the set um maybe things really picked up i don't know but here's the other thing too is that admittedly by this point it was like uh 2 15 in the morning and uh i have this sort of rule that no- nothing amazing happens for me after 2 a.m unless i planned it Mm. Uh, so seeing my friend Kevin was definitely great, but we planned it, but there's, I'm never, I feel like I've never been surprised after two in the morning. So I often feel like, ah, you know what, I'll just go to sleep and, uh, you know, edit, edit the last episode that we recorded a week ago or work out or something like, I just don't feel the need. So, um, well, again, what it comes down to, if you felt like you got your money's worth, I did feel like I got my money, I got my money's worth. And, and you guys too, honestly, if I had been in an altered state, certainly if I had been on, you know, if I had been uh on uh, sally or something like that maybe if i was rolling uh i would have uh had a, a different experience but uh yeah for anyone who's going to come at me about this i i want to know how much you would enjoy it if you weren't on drugs like mm. i wasn't because that might have been a part of it i was only high so that's kind of like where i stood with this um okay so then um i went to the <laughs> All right, so this is the point where I went to the bathroom, and you guys, I don't know if anybody was at the show. Listen, I've been to Brooklyn Mirage many a time. I have never, ever, I don't care if this is the end of the night, I've never seen the women's bathroom so trashed. Oh, yeah? It was so nasty. I told you all this, but you were drunk. Oh, well. It was so nasty. It was, like, worse than Izu, because at least at Izu, they will make sure you have toilet paper. There were so many stalls that had no toilet paper, and nobody gives a shit. And yes, there's the ladies that, you know, have the amenities, but there's definitely a cleaning person, too. And that person gave no fucks. They're just standing around doing, I don't know what, making sure people don't do drugs. Well, I'm sure there's a point in the night where you're just, like, cut your losses I don't and give wait a for the shit. crowd to feel Brooklyn Mirage has never yeah, been that had, bad. Had that bad yeah. Oh my God, there was puke on toilets, diarrhea on toilets, blood on toilets. Damn. Uh, uh, toilet paper clogging up. Uh, 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 clogging up toilets. Uh, a ton of um, stalls that were missing toilet paper. That's my biggest problem. Like I will grin and bear it and squat over a nasty toilet if I have something to to wipe with. Yeah, fair but, enough. Like, that's the 
biggest problem. The bare bare necessity there. Oh, that bare minimum. That pissed me off. And so, and I don't, you guys, I never do this, but I, I, I was that person, and I was like, "Can I? Is there someone that? I don't think I said, can I speak to the manager?' But I said, <sighs> So I, my my hair changed in that Did moment. You go full it got Karen. It got it got kind of long on the top and short in the back, and the little spike. At the crown of my head, I don't know, this haircut just magically appeared. No, I'm kidding. But I was like, can I speak to guest relations? And they show me where guest relations is. And this is where I found out that there was all this other shit, which I did not know. There was this lounge area with, like, couches and shit and some food and a bar. You could just chill. There's a lot of people in there for a headliner that was going on right then. I was just like, okay, so I'm not the only one. Honestly, uh, this is if, if I wasn't meeting you guys, I may have hung out in this area for a little bit to just take a breather. So that was there. And then there was like, uh, that's where I was seeing like entrances to other rooms or whatever that I clearly didn't have access to. But anyway, so I found guest relations and the guy was actually very cool. But I was like, listen, I don't want to be this person. I, I don't want to be Karen. Yeah, and yet here you are. But I was like, listen, but I was like, come on. Yeah. We have to, at a certain point, we have to like stop worrying about not looking like a dork and just admitting the fact that something's nasty. Yeah. And I was like, it's 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 time to just acknowledge that. And the guy was actually cool about it. I was like, listen, I want you to know I'm, I've come come to this venue many many times and i understand what a workload you guys have but it's I, it, i've never seen anything like this and i was like that's horrendous come on, i've been to four look at forest hills yeah like, their bathrooms are never like that because they fuck they're on top of shit mm. nobody was on it really gross you guys so anyway um i go outside uh, the building was vibrating. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It's really fun. It's it's kind of kind of hard to catch on stories, but it was just like, I don't know, that that building, that building really has to withstand a lot. And then I went to meet you so I could say hello to our friends. We met at the local bar. I remember all that. And uh, that was great. And then at the end of the night, I passed out with my socks on, which is how you know I'm real tired because I hate sleeping with socks <laughs> Okay, well. I will sleep in a corset before I sleep with my socks on. I hate having my feet covered when except, I... Except for that night, apparently. I was I was that dead. I was that dead. Um, but, wow, I'm actually at an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, I look back on the stories, and I was like, you know what? This was actually a pretty good show. So there really you go, was. yeah. Now, you know what? It's like as much as I'm wowed by visuals musically, which is what I'm at the end of the day there for, Jensen and Subdocta took it. That's my verdict. I there love you those go. two guys. So at least you got two new artists that you really like. I love those follow. two guys. That's that's some dubstep that yeah. I can get. And I would see Boogie T. I would. I probably wouldn't stay for a whole set, but he's he's entertaining to watch. There you go. Okay. You know, so great, great openers, you guys. And uh, as always, we put in links at the end of the show to uh, – give you information about these guys and where they might be playing next yeah all right so uh you want to do your top five now yeah do you want to do that sure give this all right james's top five concerts and i was surprised when i sat down and figured this out for the top five have been in the last year and a half recency bias uh it's no because you'll you'll understand when i explain them um i'm gonna give two honorable mentions though because this is half my show, so God damn it, I will. Listen, I talked uh, a lot. It's fine. 2015, I was in Atlanta, and it's a, one of the first shows that I ever got to see at another city, and I got to see Cold War Kids at Buckhead Theater in Atlanta. One of my favorite bands ever. Uh, one of my earliest live music experiences, and I definitely wanted to include that. 
Did you uh, like the venue? Really, really cool venue. It was super neat to uh, go to a show in a totally different city, talk with local fans there. Uh, there's a decent little music scene out there in Atlanta. I'd really like to check it out. Not just it's more famous, obviously, for hip hop for a good reason, but there there's other uh, all kinds of uh, really good music out there. We well, always have a place to stay with a nice gay couple with a hot tub. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You got your friends out there, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, 2017 uh, Glass Animals at Terminal Five because I just fucking love Glass Animals and I had really really wanted to see them for a very long time and the chance to finally get to see them and them absolutely living up to all of my expectations plus you know Terminal 5 is a pretty good pretty good venue um, and just to get out of the way best musician I've ever seen Gary Clark Jr. hands down you've told me that just, but he's not in your top matter. 5 no but best musician hands down there's there's no I'm argument I'm still so jealous there's absolutely that. no argument um, go see Gary Clark Jr. support him there's, this guy was fucking opening for Eric Clapton. Like, there, there's a reason. He's he's incredible. Go, Just go see him. Wait, is he better than Jonathan Gatt? Uh, yes, but it's a very different style of music. I'd fucking love to talk Jonathan Gatt sometime. Um, all right, now, James's top five. I'm not going to say these are in order. That's Wait, a no, little much. you got to do five to one. You got to. That's five what I did. Five to one. That's what I did. You have to. Fine. You have to rank them. Five to one. Number five. 2019. The Rapture's first show back after five years in Music Hall of Williamsburg. Really? Was that and good? It was that good. It was that fucking good. It was it was an absolutely wild time. Uh, it's just such a legendary band that had been away for so long. And you got to understand, I didn't really discover the Rapture until after they went on hiatus. And at the time, the hiatus was a breakup, and everybody assumed that they were done. And so I I always figured that I'd never get a chance to actually see this band, and I was really disappointed because I'm like, holy shit! If I had known about these guys, you know, in college, if I had discovered them a little bit earlier, because I didn't really discover them until I moved here into the city. Um, and so to me, it was just like the chance to like actually get to see them when I never really thought I would uh, just blew me away. And their their music was absolutely incredible because that's really just a genre that, that I've always really liked. And it, it just like what I, my expectations for them weren't high enough. Let me put it that way. Interjection, and, you guys. We're seeing them tomorrow. Yeah. So check out our Instagram because there'll probably be content by then. And the next episode is also going to be them. So just yeah. so you know. It's going to be great. So we're going to talk. And, we'll, and I'll explain. And I'll be able to talk about it more directly about why they're that It'd be good. interesting to compare your first experience to this one. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it is. But it's just like. Or wait. Did I put eight? So yeah. I'm sorry. This was the end of 2018, not 19. Um, or no. No. This is like February. Anyway. Um, just. Just. What an absolutely incredible show there. Um, number four, Matt and Kim opened for Passion Pit in 2013, and I was there, and it was awesome. Matt and Kim filled their uh, Harlem Shake video. Passion Pit, Passion Pit was episode. beautiful. Passion Pit's like the o- one of the only bands that makes me feel emotions, and my first time seeing them live really meant a lot to me. And like we said last episode, that was really the concert that got me into doing this all the time. And you know, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now about going to live music if not for this this show that really sent me on this path. So if you're enjoying James speaking right now, you, you have Passion Pit to thank for that. But yes. Uh, and if you don't know who Passion Pit is, please go listen to them. I, I just absolutely love Passion Pit. All right. Number three. <clears throat> Vampire Weekend MSG 2019. How could it not be? How could that not fucking be up there? Vampire Weekend's first and so far only show ever at Madison Square Garden. Just pulled out all the stops. You know, a true like... New York band that had never come through Madison Square Garden and Vampire Weekend was a band 
uh, that I had gotten into like much younger, even younger than like the Rapture, even though the Rapture had been around longer. I discovered Vampire Weekend when sort of when they were starting to come out when I was high school and then early college when they were really like starting to pick up. So they had been on my radar for a very long time. I've been a big fan of them, followed all of their releases. And the chance to finally get to see them at such a big legendary venue where they're just going all out. And, and like I talked to you about that, man. I got there and I literally stood in the same spot for six hours because I was front row and just couldn't miss that. Like, two openers one was weird the other one was incredible and then they played for over two hours and just like i I got everything that i wanted out of that show um like it's really hard not to put that as one of my top five number two Tim and Paul Madison Square Garden. I knew Tim it. Tim and Paul Square Garden the week before. Uh, first of all, I'm just going to just brag about that. You had to I, come I got over to see. and talk about yeah. it. You were so happy. I was. I had seen it first. Right? Yeah, I, I had to. Had to. Tim Paul, I mean, Jesus. And again, yet again, yet again, a band, you know, some an artist that has been very important to me for a very, very long time, Tim and Paula. Um, just meant so much and although you got to see the first, I got to see the second show ever at MSG and as you know for a fact, just pulled out all the goddamn stops there was no just it was it's well i mean it was decently easy to explain you can go listen to the episode to, to understand it was one of our earliest episodes uh the old yeah you guys show. go back and listen to that one uh just go back and in, in, into the history and and you'll find it this concert yeah i can i can confirm was uh truly off the just, charts just in terms of production value, music a game value, changer. artist charisma. It's so hard. All of the crowd, all of it. It's just so hard for others to live up to it. Honestly, it really is. Um, and yet, and yet, number one show of all time also made your list. Not so silent night, two thousand eighteen. I was there. But how how could it not? Because I mean, that that really had so many artists that I had wanted to see for a very very long time. It was my first time seeing Bastille. It was my first time seeing. Bo- Wait, no, go take, take take it from uh, from top to, closer. to bottom. Okay, uh, opener to closer. First one was AJR. Fine. Churches was the Their next sound one. Was bad. AJR sound. You didn't. Uh, the bass blew my ears out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was right. The bass was like super heavy at that and point. And they fixed it for churches. Churches came on, which is my first time seeing churches, which is really cool. Mike Shinoda was fine, but it was weird because he was I liked really out of place. More than you did. Well, it's not that I didn't like it. It was just so out of place. Like, how are you going to go to care. churches to Mike Shinoda and then Bastille? Bastille like played next, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bastille was awesome. My first time seeing them. Yep. First time seeing them. Foss of the People right after that. Yeah, yeah. First time seeing them. And, you know, Foss of the People was particularly cool because that was another band that, like, when college, because Pumped Up Kicks came out when I was in college, everybody was obsessed with that song. And I was one of the nerds that was like, oh, yeah, but the rest of their album is also really good, too. You should probably listen to it. And it was like, shut up. It's not on the radio. Um, but I digress there. But it was really cool to finally. Shut up. It's not on the radio. Yeah. But it was really cool to it's finally actually see that song long. line. Yeah, yeah, which comes, which is the next artist, which was Death Cab for Cutie, who opened with I Will Possess Your Heart, where we heard that line, which I believe we talked about last time, where some fucking chick was like, oh my God, can you get to the song? Shut the fuck up and learn music. Anyway, uh, Death Cab for Cutie, following that, uh, the wonderful, perfect, just spectacular, immaculate uh, angel upon this earth, dancing fairy princess that is Florence Welsh of Florence and the Machine. Um, I have seen them before. I had seen them before also at Barclays Center, uh, but I was stuck in seats on the second floor with that and with my sister who's a nerd. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell her to listen to this one now so she could actually like force her to listen to it 
to know that I talk shit about her. I talked about you. Nothing will get a person to yeah. listen by that, like saying you talk shit about. Yeah, her. and then she's gonna wait till the very end. She's gonna find out that I called her. Where, where What's did up, you Katie? Talk shit about me? Um, so her and I had seen them, and it was just such an incredible show. But again, I was stuck in a seat the whole time, and yeah, just like I don't like being stuck in seats for concerts. You know that I've said this on this podcast before. So to actually be in the crowd for that and, and see this artist that I, I'm. I'm truly love for a very very long time uh more up close and personal and who just puts on such a phenomenal show um was, was really really a, a great moment there and of course who closes it out but muse who's just like an all-time legendary band that you know i'm not going to pretend that i'm the biggest muse fan um if i were to have picked a lineup i would have put florence and machine as the the final uh you know headliner but you know that's a personal preference thing music has been around a lot longer they got a bigger following i totally understand that and and i'll, I'll be damned did they not live up to the reputation of just putting on such an incredible show so uh, it's how could they not be the best show that i've ever been to i'm surprised about a few a- absent honorable mentions like what for you shoot uh the ones i'm surprised that were left out is uh honorable mentions would be uh kishi Bashi. really good one don't Lin- get me wrong Lindsay sterling incredible don't get me and wrong greta van fleet greta van fleet that was a tough one to not put on an honorable mention i didn't include Lindsay sterling because i would have had to put her as best musician and tough but gary clark jr still wins that uh oh, is plus she up there with like easily. easily yeah better than kishibashi Kishi on that oh, violin are you kidding me okay, and okay. and the thing is is like i also didn't get to see her usual show i got to see a very small intimate show which absolutely oh. incredible do you think that but she's also if she had done a full production where she was dancing more possibly i'd have to go see it you know what i mean because her her normal shows are these big theatrical productions I've with heard. a ton of dancers and everything and it really sounds incredible would absolutely love to see them and great event fleet um great show they're up there but you know, they're still. I still gotta wait to see how how well they establish themselves. You know what I mean? Fair. I'm very high on Greta Van Fleet for the record. Anybody that tells you that they're uh, that says don't listen to them because they're a uh, Led Zeppelin clone can go fuck yourselves. Um, let me get in a soapbox here real quick. Don't dead genre me. Don't do anything like that. These guys are are a callback to a, a former era, but they're still making their own music and they sound great. And don't fault the fucking kid for sounding like somebody. He didn't choose his voice. He's not doing an impression. That's literally just the guy, the kid's voice. Go see Greta Van Fleet and respect them because they're they're making great music. Yeah, they're true. They're they're tr- uh, as someone who has also seen them, they are uh, truly phenomenal uh, musicians. Okay, so uh, what do we want to put on our uh, as our as our question of the week? Mm. Maybe something like uh, when when was an instance where you were more impressed with the opener than the headliner? You went good to one. See? Sure, we've had that happen. I've had that plenty of times. Didn't that yeah. happen with those like Matt? Who did we see? Who did we mean to see? It was like math muse math muse. oh no 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 uh we came i can't uh, mute math mute was math. the was the headliner but i came to see uh colony house because I've, I've liked them for a long time they were the opener we, i, I didn't dig. know mute math the dig is for. still one of my favorite bands they opened for you know it's funny i can barely even remember who they opened for because you went to me. see the headline yeah of course but the dig blew me the fuck away so much if you guys haven't heard of the dig i'm not surprised because they're, they're not very well known or anything like that they're a formerly uh, from Brooklyn band, I believe they moved out to oh, LA. Oh, and Living Strange, you liked better than no. I wouldn't necessarily no? say that, but uh, I definitely came out there more. But the interested dig would be an them. instance where you the were dig, the dig more absolutely the, the opener out show blew me away to the point where I don't even remember who else I came to see. To be perfectly honest, that's something we should yeah. figure out who it was. I, I I'll have to remember. Um, but like the dig absolutely blew me away. That's that's a, such a 
different band. They 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 do something really cool. You know, I'm such a sucker for psychedelic music anyway. They dig her like a almost macabre sort of, sort of a psychedelic rock band. That's not a great way to put it. You really got to listen to them to understand it. And and I I absolutely love their shit. And they were charismatic as fuck up there. And it was just a total game changer for me. So that is an instance where I actually came in and liked the opener more than who I came to see. The Living Strange was just like, oh, these guys are really really good and they're local too. Cool, but they didn't necessarily beat out who I came to see or anything, okay. the Parlor Mob, who I came to see or anything like that. Um, and Deep Sea Peachtree also played that night, which uh, were, were very, very good. Um, I'm trying to think of other times. Listen, you know, I've had my running tally of openers that have all really, yeah. really impressed me, um, which... You gotta create that playlist. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's get some interaction. If anybody wants a playlist of the openers that I've seen that have blown me away to the point that I still listen to them, we're going to get that going. And I'll set that between rock indie stuff and I'll do a, a separate one for EDM because I feel like it wouldn't fit super well. We'll put it on like Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll Let's do two separate playlists there. I don't know the name of the song, but you know. Yeah, we'll have a song playing. Uh, we, we explained that earlier. But uh, before then, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and look for us on Reddit at High Devils decibels pod for clips picks discussions and more also look for us on spotify soundcloud and apple Podcasts, and subscribe follow rate and review thank you so much for listening this was high decibels podcast and we will talk to you soon